Welcome to 4D. Deep dive into degenerative diseases. Gaining insights through casual and amusing clinical conversations. Welcome to 4D, a podcast brought to you by the Degenerative Diseases Special Interest Group. I'm Rebecca Martin, a physical therapist, and I serve as the chair of the DDSIG. And today we have a special episode of the 4D podcast. Have you ever left CSM having learned something awesome, having networked in a way that will advance your career, or feeling re-energized about our profession? If so, it was in part because of the guests that we have for this show. I'm so excited to be joined today by my good friends, Bart Hansen and Heather Salon, who co-chair the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy's CSM Program Committee. And for those of you who don't know, these two volunteers are really the game makers, if you will, of CSM. They coordinate everything from the education sessions to the food you eat during the pre-cons. They lead a team of individuals throughout the year and on the ground at CSM that truly make the magic of CSM happen. So I'm honored to introduce to you Bart and Heather. Bart, could you tell us a little bit more about your professional life? Uh, yeah, thanks, Rebecca, for having me join you for this podcast. Uh, my name is Bart Hanston, and I live in Rochester, Minnesota, uh, and work at Mayo Clinic. So, I, and I work in an acute care hospital, uh, primarily on a brain team, but also on a spine team as well, um, and uh, exclusively in acute care. Great. We're so excited to have you here with us. Um, Heather, could you tell us a little bit more about your professional life? Sure. Thanks for having me as well. Um, so I work at Massachusetts General Hospital on the outpatient physical therapy service, um, primarily with adults with neurological impairments, but um, I actually work in some different clinics. So I actually work in our hospital's Huntington's Disease Clinic and in our pediatric neuromuscular clinic, um, as well as with our residency program. Awesome. We're excited to have you both here. So I just rolled off my three-year position as part of the AMPT program committee. And every year, Heather Bart and I have talked about making some kind of primer for CSM to help those newcomers get a grasp on the setup of CSM and where to even start, but we just never found the time. But Bart and Heather, if attendance rates stay consistent, you guys are gonna have maybe 18,000 newcomers grappling to understand the very first CSM that's a virtual layout. And probably the two of you are still trying to grasp the new layout. So our hope is that this podcast can just shed some light on how to approach CSM 2021. So Bart, let's just start with the education sessions. I know that CSM education sessions have typically been three two-hour sessions for three days to maximize the number of sessions that participants are able to attend, but what does it look like this year? Yeah, thank you. Uh, And it's been an evolving process of understanding how a virtual platform would look. Um, And we're still constantly learning about it. But uh, every day this year, we've gotten a little smarter. Um, So CSM will be uh, available from February 1st till the end of March. And the entire month of February, there will be live content. Um, And then in the month of March, all that content will still be be available for on-demand to watch at a later date, as well as to take uh, post-tests to complete your CEUs. All of our neuro content will be available on demand starting on February 1st. So you'll be able to watch any lecture at any time. Uh, All the lectures are intended to be between 60 and 90 minutes in length. And um, and then on top of that, some of the courses will feature in a live 
uh, format. Some of them will actually play in the evening hours between 7 to 10 at night on Tuesday nights. We are going to feature five um, keynote addresses. One of them is uh, kind of a, a follow-up from last year's uh, George Hornby talk on having difficulty removing the kid gloves. Uh, we're also going to have one on did major research in the last decade change practice, locomotor training, gadgets, intensity, or everything works. And then we're going to have the Ann Shumway Cook Lectureship. We're going to have a special um, topic on the neuro practice and COVID-19 across the continu continuum. And then we're also going to highlight a global neurophysical therapy, be a part of the community. So those five classes will be shown in a live viewing, but they're not actually going to be live, but we're going to just show them so the group can watch them simultaneously. But then uh, we probably have about a dozen courses that will have a live Q&A with the audience. Uh, and that was that was going to be my question is what's the benefit of going to a live course if they're all recorded anyways? Yeah. And so part of that is just to have everybody be able to watch it at the same time. Um, and maybe that means you text back and forth with your colleagues across the nation, just like you'd be sitting in the classroom on site. But following that live presentation will be a live Q&A with the um, speakers. And so we'll be able to talk and dialogue with the speakers after those five sessions. But also, I think there's about a dozen um, that we're featuring with the live Q&A. So those will all be occurring on Tuesday evenings um, between 7 and 10 Eastern during the month of February. Um, if you're not available for those live times to uh, dial in for the Q&A, those live Q&As also will be recorded and be available to watch on demand later. And there's also going to be an asynchronous chat associated with every single course. So, uh, you know, just like a comment dialogue on a, in a chat room, you can pose a question, you can answer questions, um, you can further the dialogue along. So that'll be associated with each individual course. All right. Awesome. And uh, another great part about CSM is just being able to interact directly with researchers during poster presentations and platform presentations. But how is that going to work virtually? Yeah. And so, you know, I think we've been forced to transition to some new techniques this year just because of COVID. Um, but because of that, we've kind of stumbled on, along a lot of really neat uh, techniques to deliver content in a different way. So we will be featuring platform con uh, presentations again uh, like a typical year, uh, but they're all going to be divert, uh, delivered virtually. Um, I believe instead of having our typical three or four um, platforms, I think we're going to have six. And the meaning reason for that is that we have, they're, they're shorter um, because we feel that uh, people's screen time is, is, is hard to keep their attention. So most of the content that we're going to be delivering is going to be focused at a 60 minute time window. So if you're at work and you're eating lunch, uh, you know, pop up an on-demand session from CSM and you can watch it in that hour time frame. So we'll have six platforms. Um, and then we do have plat uh, posters as well. Um, they're going to be available digitally. And I think over 90% of all posters for all of APTA also have a, a audio file associated from the presenters as well. So there's some dialogue to listen to as well as if they're presenting the poster. Awesome. And is there any kind of interaction with the researchers or is it just something we're able to watch this year? Um, I can't speak specifically on the poster presentations, but the platforms will have that asynchronous Q&A. So you'll be able to dialogue with them as well. All right. Great. And the other thing that I really wanted to make sure I got to ask about is just the networking that happens at CSM. It 
so important. And it's actually how I ended up on the CSM program committee. So are we just all missing out on that this year or how's that work? Well, just like everything in this past year, it'll look different. The Myelin Melter, we didn't feel like we could really pull off virtually, so that won't be planned. We won't execute that this year. Uh, however, the ANPT business meeting and award ceremony will be held. It's going to be held outside of the time frame of typical CSM. So it's going to be January 26th, um, right before the week of CSM starting. And then every Thursday night uh, during the month of February, we're going to have uh, events or, or meetings. Um, a lot of those nights will be SIG meetings uh, where each SIG is devoted about a 45 minute to an hour time period, how they can fill whichever way they like. So the DD SIG will have an evening um, and those are all going to be on Zoom. So they're very flexible in how they perform. And then we'll also have a mentor mixer that has usually been a pretty uh, highly attended event at CSM. So there will be opportunities to dialogue with your professionals and meet uh, your friends and meet them virtually at CSM. Thursday nights between 7 to 10 p.m. Awesome. And last year I went to the Mentor Mixer. I thought that was a great event. And I'm trying to remember some of the, the mentor things that go on there. I don't know if, if you have the details on all of that or not. I think if you attended that event, you could expect to get a little bit of information about the opportunities within ANPT, um, particularly if you are looking to engage in volunteering either as a student or as someone who is early in your career or unfamiliar with the opportunities across all of our committees and our SIGs. You may also um, see some representation from the various SIGs, including the residency and fellowship SIG. Um, as well as probably some informal opportunities to engage with other people in our profession. All right. That sounds like a great opportunity. And so is there anything else big picture that I'm missing? Are there any other big events that we need to be aware of? Does that pretty uh, much cover it? No. Well, I think personally, uh, since I'm so in integrated with the neuroprogramming, when I'm on the ground at CSM, it's 27 sessions, three days, three times a week, you know, it, it's busy. And I only get to see even maybe 50% of the neuroprogramming. I think one of the biggest benefits of virtual CSM is I'm going to be able to attend a lot of different, I, I'm, first of all, I'm going to be able to attend all of the programming from neuro, um, which I'm ecstatic for, but I'm also, I work in acute care. Uh, I work with geriatrics. I work. I send patients home to home health care. I, I dabble with research. So I'm really excited to be able to look at all the different programming from the different sections and academies. And I'm going to be able to take all that in over the course of a two-month time period. Um, so I think that's exceedingly exciting. I think since it's a new platform this year, there's a few things that we, all of us will get smarter over the course of the two months. But I think one of the most important things is... Um, make sure you listen to the lecture before you go to a QA. and a um, So if you don't listen to the lecture, then the Q&A is not going to be very valuable to you. So make sure you listen to that ahead of time. And I also highly encourage you to attend the Q&A because these, these lectures are great, but I think it's that dialogue with the presenters that's so valuable. Even if you don't ask a question, you just learn so much more by kind of understanding and how to chew on the content and the information. So uh, just make sure and attend the classes ahead of the Q&A and, and make some time to carve out so you can actually attend the Q&A. But I think that's the most important factors. Awesome. And, and thanks for that advice. I think that makes a lot of sense because sometimes you don't even realize what you don't know or what you didn't quite understand until somebody else asks a question and you realize that's a really great question. So 
Thanks, Bart. Yes. All right. So now that we have kind of the lay of the land, I'm starting to feel like I, I understand what CSM is going to look like a little bit this year. Let's take it one step further and see CSM from the perspective of a single attendee. And so for the sake of this podcast, let's pretend we see primarily patients with degenerative diseases. So Heather, would you be able to kind of walk us through where someone like me should even start? So if you go to APTA, org slash CSM, you can find the entire schedule that is available and you can search by section. So you would choose neurology and you could see our entire schedule that we are offering. But if I was really interested in degenerative disease, I would be looking specifically at Thursday, the 23rd of February, where we have a lineup of several live Q&A in a row. That night specifically, starting at 7 p.m., there is expanding dual task training in Parkinson's disease, the intersection of treatment and technology. There is hitting the mark, exercise prescription, and high-intensity training for persons with MS. Then at 7.30, there's promoting high-quality evidence-based practice in rare neurodegenerative disease, Huntington's disease as a model. And at 8.30 that evening, there is Global Neurological Physical Therapy be a part of the community. Awesome. So those are really four great topics that would be very applicable for anybody in our special interest group. That was February 23rd, right? Correct. From 7 to 10 Eastern time. So if I was really interested, that would be the night I'd focus on. But that is not all of the offerings that we're having on degenerative disease this year. All right. Awesome. And are there certain... Networking events that are, are really specific for this group? So, yeah, indeed there are. So if you were interested and you wanted to participate in the Degenerative Disease SIGS meeting, you would be looking at February 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and you would want to tune into that on Zoom. All right. And I don't know if you know offhand, are these things that you can just show up to? All of the courses, really. Do I have to register ahead of time? Do I just log in? How does that work? So this is a good question. So when you register for CSM, you can pre-select courses. That is not a binding commitment. You can change your mind at any time. Um, but it actually is pretty relevant because it helps APTA decide how much bandwidth they need. Because even though it's virtual, there is theoretically a limited capacity for a number of attendees at any one time. So in your pre-select data, it helps them gauge how much bandwidth they're going to need so that everyone who would like to attend can attend the live Q&A. And I do believe that you have the option to uh, RSVP to the SIG meeting as well. Okay, great. And that's really good information. So it really behooves us to actually be as honest as we can about what we're going to attend ahead of time or err on the side of caution. It would be helpful, but certainly people can change their minds at any time. All right, great. Uh, is there anything else that you feel like individuals in, in this perspective or this category should really prepare for heading into CSM or that about covers it? I think that about covers it. I would echo what Bart said. I think you would get more out of the live Q&A if you have already uh, watched the recorded lectures. But as well, we also have a platform in uh, dedicated to DD issues. And as well, we have 53 degenerative disease posters that you might want to watch. Awesome. That's great. And now I have a question too. So there's probably a couple hundred different education sessions I could watch. Does that mean that CEUs are just unlimited almost for this 
two month event or how does that work? It does not. Um, so there is a cap to CEUs. I believe it is 2.0 CEUs. Um, and in order to achieve those CEUs, you will need to take a 10 question post test for each course that you have attended and you need to pass this test, but you have unlimited opportunities to pass this test in order to claim your CEUs. All right. Awesome. And obviously we're not just going to CSM for the CEUs. There's so much, so many more benefits of CSM than that, but it, it's good to know how that process works. Now that we've kind of concluded the business part of the call, I have to ask, Heather, what do you like to do in your spare time? Well, I uh, have a Peloton bike and I'm completely obsessed with my Peloton bike. So I spend a lot of time doing that. Um, now that there's a pandemic, I do a lot of walking outside in the pond in my neighborhood. All right. So we just heard from Heather and what you like to do in your spare time. But Bart, can you tell us a little bit about what you like to do in your free time? I was born and raised in Montana where the snow was on the side of mountains. Um, so I grew up skiing, but I moved to Minnesota about 20 years ago and boycotted the concept of ice skating. Um, with the pandemic, our family has had a lot more downtime and we bought our kids ice skates about a month ago and I watched them on snow boots. Um, so this morning I actually went and bought ice skates um, to join my kids. So there was a lot of motor, motor learning, uh, a lot, a lot of balance and falls. Um, but, uh, and, and it's really a joy to be coached by your six, eight and 11 year old on how to do a skill that they're better at. Um, so that's what we're doing this winter. That's great. A very humbling experience, right? Yes. Yes. And lastly, I know that everyone in the CSM program committee has some more stories to tell. Some maybe not appropriate for broadcasting, but Bart, do you have any program stories that we can share with our listeners? So last year was kind of just a, at the, I think it was almost the last day of CSM, uh, you know, when we're kind of tired and, and at the finish line and we were just kind of talking to the speakers up front, uh, you know, kind of talking about a game plan and getting ready to introduce them. And as we're standing at the podium, not speaking into the podium, um, all of a sudden we hear this voice coming over the sound system over our heads of a very official person doing a very nice introduction. Um, really didn't know where the voice was coming from. As it turns out, uh, next door, the other section had gotten a, a few minutes head start on us and, and we were getting their audio and our audio was getting patched into theirs. Um, so we thought maybe we should just have the audiences switch rooms and listen to the speaker in the opposite room. Maybe that would have prepared us for this virtual environment we're in. Um, but after a few minutes, then the audio visual guys were able to fix it up. But, uh, that was pretty comical at the end of the, uh, a weekend. <laughs> That's a great story. And I'm, I'm not sure if that was the same room that I was in, but that was kind of the war story that I was thinking of too, where, where the rooms had gotten, Cross there. So that's funny. Um, and another thing that had happened to me was when I felt like I, I was managing the room really well. We had a lot of people in the room at the time. I was the front of the room, the, the person who was introducing the speakers. And uh, I had one of a, a whole group of just complete rock stars from the field of physical therapy there. And um, I was interacting with them and I go to introduce them and I introduced the lead speaker and I say, and here is Adele Fieldfoot, who we all know and love. 
And it turns out her name is not pronounced that way at all. And so um, I was really embarrassed after that. I sat down. My face must have been bright red when Judy Deutsch leaned over and goes, that's not how you say her name. And I guess you could say that I really, you know, I put my foot in my mouth, I guess you could say. I think it's your fauté in your mouth. Yes. (laughs) I was too scared to even say it now. I thought I was going to say it wrong again. (laughs) I have a war story to tell about you the, the, the first time I met you in person, uh, but we can save that for a later date. But I think CSM, I'm obviously biased, but I think it's the, absolutely the best conference um, that you can possibly attend as a, a therapist and, and maybe across other healthcare professions. Um, and the gift that our committee has given is amazing programming from amazingly smart, intelligent, articulate researchers, clinicians, um, and educators. And so our job is simply to pick from this bevy of great programming and help put it together. Um, So we couldn't do it without all these presenters, all of the individual SIGs, yours included. Um, So we're excited for CSM every year. This year is obviously going to look a little bit different, um, but I think at the core of it, we're going to have some phenomenal educational programming. And yeah, we won't be able to sit in the chairs next to each other or actually search for a chair with each other and try to separate, um, but we'll all be able to attend it this year. And I think one benefit this year is the cost of attending CSM is quite a bit lower. The tuition is almost half the price, I believe. Uh, there's no air travel. There's no lodging. There's no $16 drinks. And the coffee line in the morning is just going to be me and my wife. <laughs> um, so there's some benefits to the virtual formatting. So make sure you do sign up even in this awkward year to attend and encourage your coworkers that have never come before. I know I have a ton of coworkers that never come because they can't get the time off. That's not an excuse this year. So we're hoping for really good numbers because um, again, we're going to offer that very, very good high quality education experience. And so how long do we have to sign up yet? Is there a deadline or is it right up to the middle of March? Uh, that's a great question. Um, there's no early bird deadline, so there's no incentive to register early, but it does help us with the planning on expecting how many people are going to come up, uh, join, kind of like what Heather mentioned with the bandwidth on the, the virtual rooms. Um, so you can register at any moment, and I believe you can register up until the very last day of March. So if you've talked it up really good, some of your colleagues might be attending the last day to kind of plug in and get you know 20 CEUs at the last last minute. So yeah, you can register at any moment um, up until the conference is over at the end of March. Awesome. Great. So at the end of CSM every year, every attendee is probably tired, but I don't think anyone is as tired as the two of you. And yet the amount of support that, that you give the physical therapist, the whole profession, and each one on the programming committee is amazing. And I'll tell you when I get home and I know Bart's tired and then in the mail comes a handwritten thank you note from Bart. It's just an amazing feeling. And, and I'm just, I was so excited to be part of it. Heather and Bart, thank you both so much for joining us today. You gave us a wealth of information and this is really helpful for anybody planning on going to CSM this year. So thank you so much. And we hope that you'll be back again next year to do this with us again. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Rebecca. It was great to talk to you and uh, all of your DD SIG friends. And uh, looking forward to seeing you at Virtual CSM this year. Looking forward to seeing you too. We hope to see you at our CSM Mixer on Tuesday, February 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. 
This podcast was produced and edited by the ANPT Degenerative Diseases Special Interest Group podcast team. Our team includes Parm Paget, Sarah Crandall, Katie McGraw, Adriana Carey, and Mira Pierce. And I am Rebecca Martin. Subscribe to our newsletter on the ANPT website, neuropt.org, or check us out on Facebook and Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a colleague today. And thanks to Jimmy McKay for providing music, and thank you for listening. What a brilliant idea. This was so much fun. <laughs> Let, let's try it again, and then I'll give you a better answer. Did you just ask me a question? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Of course, the internet just went like gone and I have no idea what you said. (laughs) No, you just call Bart and he'll just answer it. Maybe it's factual and maybe it's not. (laughs) It's all made up. (laughs) (laughs) We call it the bunker. We call him Bunker Bart. Bunker Bart. We love the bunker. Or as we say in Boston, the bunker. You're in the bunker.